Hello, Podwalkers, and welcome to another episode of Goblin Lore. This episode is going to be one of our Goblin Games episodes, so we're going to do uh, something slightly different from our typical flagship episodes and take a look at a ranked list that I've made and sort of uh, just do a little bit of a, a fun look at some of the elements of lore here. So we have discussed briefly in the past what the Goblin Games would look like, and uh, this is going to be one of the show formats for them, is Magic the Gathering Ranked. So this is just a set of my opinions, and you know if there are other cast members or guests that come onto these shows, for all of us, these are simply opinions, not by any means a, a firm, hard and fast, you know, canon-backed ranking or anything like that. Th this is not a, a, a judgment. This is simply our thoughts on something. So with this episode, I wanted to take a look at a list of planeswalkers that I ha think have the most unique skill sets in the multiverse in magic lore. Especially since we're in the middle of the War of the Spark right now in terms of Magic Story, and the card set is currently situated right there in Ravnica with a bunch of Planeswalkers, I figured let's keep up the fun, let's keep talking about Planeswalkers, and specifically let's talk about ones that have odd or sort of uh, tangential skill sets that don't get a lot of buzz for that. So... Before we leap into the rankings, I just want to remind everybody that this show is brought to you by Hipsters of the Coast. Hipsters of the Coast is a website full of Magic the Gathering content for Spikes, for Vorthos, for Johnny's, Timmy's, Tommy's, Jenny's, Jack's, and Jill's of all sorts. So go to hipstersofthecoast.com, check it out. You can find my writing there as well in the Vorthos sections, but there's great stuff if you're a competitive player as well, and, and you'll really, really enjoy it. So let's get into Magic the Gathering Ranked Unique Planeswalkers Edition. Uh, I'm going to start off with my number six unique planeswalker, and that is Taysir of Rabia. So Taysir, uh, for those who don't know, is a bit of a... a a throwback. He's an old school planeswalker. He's one of the old walkers, one of the pre-revisionist planeswalkers, in fact. And he's one of very few planeswalkers who ever fully mastered all five colors of magic. But that's not really what makes him unique. What makes him unique is the fact that he's from the plane of Rabia. And if you know anything about Mark Rosewater's Rabia scale, you know that that's a plane that we're not ever going back to. We did talk about it in an earlier episode as well. Um, but uh, Taysir mastered all five colors of magic specifically because he was shattered into multiple selves across the 1001 refractions of the plane of Rabia. So there were five different versions of Taysir across these multiple realities that eventually planeswalked to find each other united and he became uh, his whole person 
according to the prophecy of, on Rabiah of the, the ancients, the sages, uh, he was known as the one made of five. So Taysir, uh, you know, sort of had a, a typical, you know, old walker skill set of being able to do anything whenever you wanted. But this origin story, I think, makes him really unique and the fact that he was one of very few planeswalkers to master all five colors makes him that much more interesting and unique as well. Um, he had a long and interesting uh, life. He did die in the invasion as part of the Nine Titans, Urza's attack on Phyrexia. And Urza was one of the other planeswalkers who had mastered five colors of mana, but he's not on this list because he, you know, didn't have anything crazy unique about his origin story he just got exploded in a, in a big old artifact so with that we uh we have Taysir of Rabiah at number six for the most unique planeswalkers of all time number five we're going to another of the nine titans and another old walker and we're going to talk a bit about Commodore Guff so Commodore Guff is a bit controversial in uh, Magic Vorthos communities because he uh, he's sort of just seen as kind of silly and ridiculous. Um, Guff was a, an old planeswalker that lived in a hidden library on Dominaria, and his skill set uh, we don't know a ton about because he's sort of a, a member of the ensemble group of the Nine Titans. But we do know that he was a big aficionado of books, that he was very interested in stories, and uh, specifically that he held books that contained the destiny of the multiverse in his library, in his possession. So Guff, uh, the big moment that he has is at the end, or sort of the, the early end of uh, Apocalypse, the Apocalypse novel. He is he's told uh, he's told every other major planeswalker that no I'm the the end of the story is already written the Phyrexians will win that's how the book goes because he had somebody literally write a book for the history of Dominaria and that magically would determine the the end of the apocalypse. And so he was told by them to go erase the end of the book. And so there's this very meta moment um, that has to do that. It's sort of jokingly tongue in cheek talks about wizard story, magic story at that point in time. And uh, I, I think it's a very funny section, but even more so, I, I really like the idea of a planeswalker who through literature is able to shape the entire fabric of reality and destiny and uh, i i really think that's great it, that he's there's this ethos of um of, of determinism but then by erasing the last chapter of the book he gives everyone a chance to write their own destinies on dominaria and i think i think that's very very cool um so golf erases that last chapter gives everyone a fighting chance and then eventually is swarmed over by Yogmoth's death cloud uh, as he entered the plane of Dominaria. 
So Commodore Guff, silly as he might be, has a really interesting skill set to me, and uh, and so he makes our list at number five. Number four is one of the newest Planeswalkers uh, that we've ever seen, and we still don't know that much about her. It's the Wanderer, who we were introduced to in The War of the Spark. We don't know where the Wanderer's home plane is. We weren't sure for quite some time what the Wanderer's skill set was. But the Wanderer is sort of this... um, She has an aesthetic that's very similar to old Japanese uh, Yojimbo samurai. um, Long... Uh, sort of conical hat, flat brim conical hat, uh, sort of a, a sari style, like a, a kimono almost uh, sort of dress, and then this whip sword that she wields as well. And you don't see her face, um, but uh, she also has a whip sword that she, she that she wields against her opponents. And what we found out about her skill set in the War of the Spark, as she and a bunch of the other planeswalkers are out on the Ravnican uh, Gateway Plaza fighting the Army of Eternals back, is that she has the ability to turn kinetic energy into magic. And in fact, that's where she draws all of her magic from. So when they discover that the Eternals, after the Elder spell is cast and the Eternals have the ability to harvest Planeswalker sparks, the Planeswalkers are all trying to not get touched by these Eternals so that they can't get a grasp on them. They can't, you know, use that grasp to harvest their spark and then, you know, die. Um, the Wanderer, therefore, though, can't really get hit by an opponent and convert their energy back into a magical swing. And so she asks Gideon at one point to hit her as hard as he can. And so Gideon hauls back, punches her in the face, and that sends her into an attack frenzy where she just swings through just... Uh, blue lazatap after blue lazatap and cuts down you know swaths of eternals so it's a really interesting skill set that we haven't seen anyone use yet and i'm i'm really interested to see the wanderer in future stories and and what she uh is able to do with with these unique powers um Wanderer is also up here because we just don't know that much about her, and so that's a, that's pretty unique that there's a, a planeswalker, a confirmed planeswalker character that we know the skill set for, that we have now seen at least sort of tangentially in a main story that we know nothing about. So that's that's unique in and of itself too. So the Wanderer comes in at number four on our unique planeswalkers list. Number three is another Planeswalker that we see involved in the War of the Spark, and unfortunately, he's one of the few that doesn't make it out, and that is Dak Faden. So Dak Faden is a blue-red Planeswalker who hails from the plane of Fiora, uh, which was the setting for the Conspiracy Blocks. Dak is uh, known, possibly you know, self-proclaimed, as the greatest thief in the multiverse, and uh, specifically, his magic skill set centers around something called psychometry. So this is an ability to absorb knowledge from objects by touch. 
So that means that he's able to track objects by touching them and seeing who else in the past has used them. He is able to sort of soak up facsimiles of the of magical spells or enchantments that are in artifacts or uh, attached to uh, attached to objects and uh, just generally he's very good at being stealthy and sneaky and using his variety of, of learned and stolen spells to uh, keep himself hidden and, uh, and uh, away so Dak Faden is is a you know a typical rogue character. He's very um, charming. He's he's very uh, you know sort of like the the he's kind of the Han Solo of the multiverse in in the sense that he's the the thief with the heart of gold, but uh, he uses his skills his uh, sort of obtained uh, found spells to. Uh, great effect in the War of the Spark and in many other places where he, you know, will just pull out a little cantrip and and use it to to trip up his enemies and, um, uh, it's, you know, willing to save the innocent people as well. Um, so he's a really interesting character with an interesting backstory. But I think what really makes that well-rounded is sort of this very versatile skill set that comes from a very unique. Uh, source in his, in the fact that he has no innate magic of his own. It's all about him stealing magic from other places. So, Dak Faden, uh, may he rest in peace, comes in on our list at number three. Number two on our list is the Kamigawan Planeswalker, Tamiyo. So, Tamiyo is a Sorotami or a moon folk from the plane of Kamigawa. She is blue, green, white, in certain variety aligned, um, and specifically is very interested in the study of moons and uh, sort of how nature works on different planes. Um, but very, very specifically, what she what she studies as she walks the planes and researches different cultures and different realities is the stories and the uh, the truth of, of these different planes, hidden secrets, that she records on magical scrolls and then accesses them to use as spells. So she will take and record down the history of a place and that will become a, a spell for her to use in her arsenal. Now what's really interesting about that in, in my mind is that she has... Uh, a few spells, a few scrolls that she specifically has bound in iron bands so that they cannot be just casually opened. They are uh, really earth-shaking, world-shattering spells that could change the course of humanity uh, or people-ity. I don't... I don't know how to be inclusive for all species with this term. Um, but uh, but Tamiyo has certain very dangerous stories and spells locked away. And uh, we see one of those get used in the fight against uh, Emrakul during the Shadows over Innistrad block, where Emrakul possesses Tamiyo's mind 
and uh, rewrites one of the scrolls to seal Emrakul in the moon of Innistrad um, and, and sort of converts one of those stories and one of those spells into something different. So they, I think this says something about me, honestly, in this list, that I have two characters whose magic uh, is centered around stories and writing and, and sort of the um, magic of, of lore and destiny and all that. Um, whereas Guff was mostly focused on the future and destiny though, Tamio is focused on recording the past. And, and I think that's an interesting difference there. Um, I also am not sure that Guff casts spells through his stories that those, that wasn't necessarily the medium that he used. He just had magical stories at his availability. Whereas Tamio uses these scrolls specifically to cast her spells. So Tamio comes in at our list at number two for the most unique Planeswalker skill sets in Magic history. Number one. Finally, we reach our last Planeswalker, the Planeswalker that I think has the most interesting or unique skill set, at least. And we've talked a little bit about destiny and the future and fate. And who could be more unique and more interesting than Aminatu who is it seems seven she's very young she's a a young child and uh, she's a, a young human planeswalker we're not sure where she's from we're not sure exactly what happened uh, to, to spark her except that she quote foresaw it would spark one day and I decided I didn't want to wait for that so she has had the ability to see the future for a long time and when she sparked she found the ability to then shape destiny and shape other people's destinies and, and sort of turn the tides of fate and, and this is a, a really powerful Oh, she's eight years old. Sorry. This is a really powerful and compelling skill set. She also expresses her magic. The medium of casting her fate-shifting magic is through these intangible, ghostly death's head moths. Um, so when one of the her moths lands on a person, uh, that is her nudging their fate in whatever direction she chooses. So she sort of has... Uh, immense amounts of wisdom despite being so young she is so calm and has a a really reserved demeanor Um, but she is constantly shifting her own destiny constantly changing things with that and sort of can can just pluck at the strands of of the future at whim and uh and that's really fascinating to me. Now, she came to us in the Commander 2018 set, so that's how we know of her. But we don't have any idea where she came from yet. We don't know where she might end up in story. Hopefully it'll be soon. Hopefully it'll be interesting. But, uh, you know, this is this is a, one of the most uh, unique Planeswalker skill sets one of the most unique Planeswalker backstories, and I think so many people would be excited to see Aminatu in uh, in a main storyline. B- 
because of all of that. So to run this back down here uh, for our episode of Magic the Gathering Ranked Unique Planeswalker Skill Set Edition, we have number six, Taysir of Urbaya, number five, Commodore Guff, number four, The Wanderer, number three, Dak Faden, Greatest Thief in the Multiverse, number two, Tamio, and number one, Aminatu, The Fate Shifter. So let me know if you agree, if you disagree. Uh, please, you know, send a message to the cast at GoblinLorePod on Twitter, or you can email us at GoblinLorePodcast at gmail.com. Uh, would be very interested to hear who you think has the most unique or interesting skill set among Planeswalkers in the multiverse in all of Magic history. Um, there are some that we didn't put on the list that maybe just missed, uh, and so I, I would be very, very interested to hear who you think is most deserving of that title. But for now, we are going to sign off and say goodbye for now. May you planeswalk safely and responsibly, and we'll catch you again next week. That's our show. You can find the podcast at Goblin Lore Pod on Twitter or email any questions, comments, or concerns to goblinlorepodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support your friendly neighborhood gobslugs, you can do so at patreon.com slash goblinlorepod. This episode of Goblin Lore was hosted, edited, and written by Joe Redman, who you can find on Twitter at Findhorn. That's F-Y-N-D Horn. Goblin Lore's cast also includes Hobbs Q, who you can find on Twitter at Hobbs Q, and Alex Newman, who you can find on Twitter at Alexander New M. Our music is by Wintergotten, who you can find at Wintergotten.com, that's Winter, G-A-T-A-N.com. Logo by Stephen Raphael on Twitter at Stephen Raffle. Goblin Lore is presented by Hipsters of the Coast, which you can find at HipstersofTheCoast.com. Thank you all for listening, and remember, goblins, like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers.